0: al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Mohammed Du'ar. Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bi huda amma ba'd. Tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, we take a new chapter from Kitab Al-Iman from Sahih Muslim. And the chapter with us tonight, as Imam An nawawi rahimahullah titled it, is Explaining Iman by Means of Which a Person is Admitted into Jannah and that the one who adheres to what is enjoined upon him will enter Jannah. That's the title that Imam Muslim, uh, Imam An nawawi Rahimahullah put for this chapter So it's regarding Iman And The one who adheres to the obligations Enters paradise And in this chapter There's approximately Three or four hadiths Which are The same hadith But on Different chains In the first hadith, it is the hadith of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He narrated that once during the journey of Rasulullah sallallahu when Rasulullah sallallahu was traveling, a Bedouin came to him. And he caught hold of the nose string of Rasulullah camel. He held the rope of Rasulullah camel. And then he said, Ya Rasulullah wasallam, Inform me about that which brings me closer to paradise. And distances me from hellfire. Look at this question. He asked the Prophet, ﷺ, Tell me that which brings me closer to Jannah and distances me away from hellfire. So Abu Ayyub Radiallahu Anhu said, So the Prophet ﷺ paused. He stopped for a while and then he looked at his sahaba. And then he said this man has been given a good opportunity or he has been guided well because of the question he asked. And then the Prophet ﷺ answered the Bedouin and he said, repeat what you have uttered. He told the Bedouin, ask again what you asked. So the Bedouin repeated his question. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam said The actions which bring you closer to Jannah And take you away from hellfire Is that you worship Allah Azza wa And you do not associate anyone with Him That's the first thing he said That you worship Allah And you do not associate anyone with Him And then you pray your prayer And you pay your zakat And... You keep ties of kinship, salaatu rahim," he said, "and you keep ties of kin." After having mentioned these words, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then asked the Bedouin to release the rope because he was still holding on to it. So the Prophet answered this question, then he told him, "Let go of the camel," and then the Bedouin let go of Rasulullah sallam's camel. Then Imam Muslim mentions another narration, and he says this hadith is transmitted by Muhammad ibn Hatim on the authority of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, meaning it's another chain. Then he mentions the next hadith, where Abu Ayyub said that a man came to Rasulullah and he said direct me to an action which brings me closer to jannah and takes me away from hellfire upon this the prophet sallallahu said you should worship allah and never associate anything with him pray your prayers pay the zakat and keep ties of kinship when he turned his back the messenger sallallahu said if he sticks to what he has been ordered to do, he will enter Jannah. It's the same hadith with a different narration. So in this last narration, the Prophet ﷺ, the narrator mentioned what Abu Ayyub al Ansari added that the Prophet ﷺ said at the end, if that man sticks to what he's commanded, he will enter paradise. Okay. So this hadith, my brothers and sisters, The Sahabi of this Hadith is Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari His name is Khalid Abu Ayyub His name is Khalid Ibn Zayd Ibn Kulayb Al-Badri Al-Badri means he participated in the Battle of Badr And this is an honor For any companion who participated in the battle of Badr and they were approximately 300 and odd, 317 in number. Because the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam he mentioned that Allah Azza wa looked at the people of Badr and he said, do as you please for you have been forgiven because of the importance of that battle. They were the only believers upholding Islam at that time. Against Quraysh, the only believers on earth, 300 odd from them. So, Allah, Azza wa Jal, He gave them victory. And Rasulullah, in the Battle of Badr, they pitched a tent for Him. And He was raising His hands and He was saying, Oh Allah, give your believers victory or else you will not be worshipped on earth anymore. Yani these are your believers. Now, subhanallah, the Sahaba of Badr are not like anyone else. And that's why whenever you read the lives of the Sahaba, or their biography, if he was someone who participated in Badr, it's the first thing they mention about him, to show his high, very high status. Because the Sahaba of Badr were the best of companions, رضي الله تعالى عنهم. Abu Ayyub witnessed the battle of Badr and he participated in every battle that Rasulullah was in. Now what an honor for him. And the Prophet when he done hijrah to Medina, he joined between him and Mus'ab ibn Umair. He joined between him and Mus'ab ibn Umair as brothers. And Abu Ayyub passed away in the year fifty-two Hijri. The year fifty-two Hijri. So in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, "Worship Allah. Don't associate partners with Him. Perform your prayer, pay your zakat, and keep kings of ties, tithe, uh, ties of kin. Yeah, and keep good relation with your relatives." And the Rahim. Other close relatives and whoever there is a lineage A relation between you and them That's your Rahim And the Arham are different levels Some are closer than others So some have more hukuk than others Generally the Muslim must keep ties of kinship Breaking ties of kinship is a major sin in Islam And that's not our topic today You can look into it how much Allah and his messenger sallallahu Wasallam ordered keeping ties of kinship and the danger of breaking ties of kinship. So this hadith, there's a number of lessons that we take from it. For example, the Bedouin in this hadith, his name is not known. The shurrah of the hadith, the explainers of hadith, did not mention his name. Number two, the hadith shows the importance of the rahim, keeping ties of kinship, because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned it with the fundamentals of the deen. He mentioned it with what? Tawheed, staying away from shirk, salah, zakat. These are the most important things in the religion. And then he added to it, Silatul Rahim, ties of kinship. The ulama said the fact that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned Silatul Rahim with these fundamentals shows the importance of Silatul Rahim. So again, my brothers and sisters, we must keep ties with our relatives. Ibn Hajar. Rahimahullah, he mentioned that Rasulullah in this hadith specified the Rahim. Ibn Hajar says that the Prophet specified the Rahim in this hadith because the man that was asking was someone who was not keeping ties. Okay? So the some of the ulama said. The reason why Rasulullah s.a.w. mentioned in this hadith, the Rahim, is because the Bedouin that's asking, the Bedouin that's asking, and Nabi s.a.w. knew that he was someone that was not keeping ties. So when he asked, what brings me closer to Jannah, the Prophet s.a.w. mentioned the main point, and then he also mentioned keeping ties to remind that Bedouin man of its importance because that Bedouin man was someone who was not keeping ties. That's what Ibn Hajar, rahimahullah, said. Other scholars said, no, the Prophet just mentioned that because of its importance. And regardless, if that was the reason or that, it shows the importance of Salatul Rahim. And it was the style of Rasulullah sallallahu to answer questions according to the people asking. This does not mean the Prophet sallallahu would give different answers, no. But he would advise according to the one that's asking. And that shows you his wisdom and his knowledge. For example, you might come across a hadith where someone asked the Prophet sallallahu what is the best Action. And the Prophet Sallallahu would say As-salatu ala Praying on its time. Then you might come across another hadith Where the Prophet Sallallahu would say The best action is jihad in the path of Allah. How can that be the best action and not be the best action? 100% because the Prophet ﷺ knows who he's speaking to. This man who asked and Nabi would know the best action for him that will get him closer to Allah is his salah on time. So he would answer in that way. As for someone else, the Prophet would see that he is good in battle. So he will tell him the best action is jihad in the path of Allah. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he spoke to the people according to how he understood them. And that is from the fiqh of the deen, the understanding Of the religion. We also benefit from this hadith that it teaches us the greatness of tawheed. Since it was the first thing the Prophet advised. And there's many a hadith where the Prophet will always put tawheed first. Like when he said "Mu'adh bin Jabal. Radiyallahu anhu to Yemen to call the Jews of Yemen to Islam. The Prophet sent Muadh, and he told him, "You're going to people of the Book. Let the first thing you call them to be Tawheed." That shows the importance of Tawheed, and Tawheed is the most important thing in your life as a Muslim. Without Tawheed, you cannot be a Muslim, and that's why the Prophet Sallam always started with it. Even when he would get asked questions like this, look. The man asked him, what brings me close to Allah? He said, وَلَا تُشْرِكْ بِهِ شيء. And you do not associate anything with him. توحيد. So this shows the importance of tawheed. We also benefit from this hadith in the third narration. What did the Prophet ﷺ say? If he sticks to what he is ordered to do, he will enter paradise. And this is a dalil that whoever fulfills the obligations is from the people of Jannah. Because the Prophet ﷺ taught that man the obligations. And then he told him if he sticks to it, he'll enter paradise. That's proof that whoever sticks to the obligations enters paradise. As the ulama have mentioned. And it also teaches us to give glad tidings to the ones that do good. If someone does good, you give him the bushra. That you should expect good insha'Allah for the good that you do. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam always gave glad tidings for the doers of good. Because this encourages people to do good. And the Prophet وسلم, was the best of teachers. He would always mention the good and its reward and mention the evil and its punishment in many cases. We move on to the next hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah. He narrated that a Bedouin came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah. Direct me to an action by which I may be entitled to enter Jannah. Is this Bedouin is telling the Prophet, Teach me something that will make me entitled to enter paradise? So the Prophet said to him that you worship Allah and you never associate anything with Him, you establish the prayer you pay your zakat and you fast Ramadan. The Bedouin then said, by him in whose hand is my life, meaning by Allah, I will never add anything to that. He said, I will not add to these things that you just mentioned. Nor will I take anything away from them. Then when the Bedouin turned his back, the Prophet Sallallahu said, Whoever wishes to see a man of Jannah, should look at that man. Subhanallah. And Nabi just mentioned the arkan, the pillars. The man said, Wallahi, I'm not gonna add to them or take away from them. And then he left. And then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Whoever wants to see a man from Jannah, look at that man. The Prophet Sallallahu affirmed he's in paradise. What do we benefit from this hadith? Again, the importance of tawheed. First thing the Prophet ﷺ said to the man, that you worship Allah. Again, it shows you the importance of tawheed shabab. Because without tawheed, you have no religion. No matter how much prayer, fasting, uh, hajj, umrah, dhikr, no matter how much a person does, if his tawheed is not correct, it's all invalid. But Tawheed is the most important thing. Your belief in Allah Azza wa Jal. This hadith also teaches us the danger of shirk. Since the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this hadith, he didn't mention any haram except shirk. Even though there are many sins. And this is proof that whoever avoids shirk and avoids kufr. Must enter Jannah. Whoever avoids shirk and avoids kufr must enter paradise, even if he might get punished before it. Some people might get punished and they will get punished from the Muslims, but as long as they do not have shirk and kufr, they must eventually enter Jannah. That's a promise from Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is consensus amongst the Salaf. Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, he also used this hadith as a dalil, as a proof that it is permissible not to perform the Sunnah. Imam Al-Qurtubi, he used this hadith as a dalil that it's permissible not to do Sunnah. Because in this hadith, the Prophet mentioned the arkan. And the man said, what? I'm not going to add or minus. And the Prophet ﷺ said, he's from the people of Jannah. So clearly, the man did not mention that he's going to add. So he's not going to perform any sunnah. And the Prophet ﷺ affirmed that. But what did the ulama say regarding this? So Imam Al-Qurtubi used this as proof but the ulama said whoever constantly abandons the sunnah has deficiency in his deen without a doubt he has deficiency in his religion and if the person intentionally leaves the sunnah because he actually desires to leave the sunnah then he's sinning there's a difference there's a difference shabab between not performing the sunnah and not wanting to perform the sunnah. A person might not do a sunnah because he's lazy and he doesn't f- feel like doing the sunnah. But someone who intentionally wishes to not perform sunnah, the ulama say this is a sin, He should not have that intention. You should always want to do the sunnah, even if you're not doing it. So abandoning the sunnah is not a good thing. Even though you don't get sinned. Not doing the sunnah is not a sin. But when you look at the salaf, the pious predecessors, they treated the sunnah very highly in terms of the one who does it and doesn't do it. They used to look down at people that did not perform the sunnah. Even though he's not sinning. The hadith is clear. But they would look down upon them and they would see them as deficient in their deen. Some of the ai would not accept his testimony in court. Some of the judges, if they need a witness and the witness comes and he's someone that doesn't perform sunnah, they would not accept his witness. But the sunnah, my dear brothers, should never be abandoned. You should make yourself implement the sunnah as much as you can. The Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever wishes to look at a man from Jannah, look at that man. So the Prophet ﷺ is affirming that that man is in Jannah. Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah said, The reason why the Prophet said that is because the Prophet was informed from Allah that this man is going to be constant on what he said. Because the Prophet cannot say who's in paradise and who is not in paradise unless it's wahi from Allah. So when the Prophet said, Whoever wants to see a man from Jannah, let him look at that man. That's because Nabi Sallallahu was informed that this man is going to adhere to his obligations. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, it. "We also benefit from this hadith, the excellent teaching skills of Rasulullah Sallallahu as he would mention the reward with the actions." Just like he mentions the punishment with the sin. And we also benefit from this hadith like we benefit from the others, that whoever dies on tawheed is from the people of Jannah, inshaAllah. Whoever dies on tawheed is from the people of paradise. And inshaAllah, in our next lesson, we will continue with this chapter with the hadith of Jabir Ibn Abdullah, Radiallahu Anhu, Wa Arda, Wallahu Alam. صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد